Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation, when a piece of 21st century space debris leads the Enterprise to a strange and uninhabitable world, Riker, Data, and Worf beam down to investigate. But the away team soon finds a strange 20th century casino. Is that all that awaits them? Who wrote this shit? <laughs> From March 25th, 1989, it's season two, episode 12, The Royale. Or, oh, craps. <laughs> I'm Cam. That's Dan. And we casino problem with this. Oh, it's gonna be a putty episode. <laughs> Casino <laughs> evil. <laughs> oh man, it's it's been a it's been a minute since we've had since we've had one of these. Mm, it's, what shall I call it's it? It's a delightful space romp, Dan. Dalliances <laughs> would be the would be the gentle way of saying waste of fucking time. They were ramping but... <laughs> you up for the next episode. <laughs> They were just, you know, I don't need to be fluffed, Cameron. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I, d- I don't need this kind of buffer episode. <laughs> I mean, I kind of had fun. Of course you did. <laughs> what are you saying, Daniel Crary? I'm saying Data could walk on a screen and fart for 20 minutes and you'd like it. <laughs> I mean, if it was a full 20 minutes. <laughs> it would do that thing where it's it starts out funny, it quits being funny, and then it gets funny again. Yes, but like, I mean, it would do it four times to where at the point we wouldn't be able to breathe anymore from laughing so hard. And from the data, yeah. I mean, just the Brent Spiner face, you know, the... <laughs> I appear to be having intestinal difficulties. <laughs> Which is bothersome, as I do not have intestines. Captain, this chair is malfunctioning. <laughs> I am concerned there are ducts loose on the Enterprise. <laughs> are you familiar with the uh, Talesian barking spider? <laughs> Data trying to pass off a fart. <laughs> I added, I experimented with my programming a little bit, (laughs) trying to make myself more human. There you go. (laughs) And then he just points to Captain Picard. (laughs) There you go. There you go. And I'm into it. This is your fault. This dalliance is your fault. You know, I'm a sucker for physical humor and and farts. (laughs) I know you like farts. That's why you're one of my best friends. I mean, we did make an entire episode of the animated series about magical farting separating aliens. Oh, God. (laughs) Remember the animated series? Uh I do. It's been a long, strange road, Cameron. (laughs) That feels feels like like an acid trip that I can vaguely recall until somebody mentions it, and then I remember the whole thing. Remember Giant Spock for no reason? 
There's, he's still out he there. He still is out there. There's a Spock baby and a giant fucking Spock clone still out there. Star Trek's weird, man. It's the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> I should probably do the thing. This is the longest you should. pre-stick we've had in a very long time. Well, much like this episode, we're just going to spin our wheels for about 25 minutes before anything happens. On Stardate 42625.4, following a tip from a Klingon ship, the Enterprise orbits the eighth planet of a previously unmapped solar system, Theta-116, and finds debris, strangely, from an Earth ship. A sample of debris beamed aboard shows NASA markings and a 52-star American flag, meaning the debris is from the future, <laughs> but they're past. Still several hundred years old in their time. But yay, 52! I hope that happens soon. What are your guesses for the 51st and 2nd states? Uh, Puerto Rico and... I don't know. One of our Guam. other... Guam? Maybe Guam. That would be great. I'm trying to think of what our other protectorates are. Yeah, Puerto Rico just makes sense. Can it please be a state already? It's pretty much already a state. They just, you know, fucking racists. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> diatribe. Um... Anyway, several hundred years old and has traveled far beyond the capability of ships of that era. Scans of the planet reveal a small area capable of supporting human life. So Commander Riker, Lieutenant Worf, and Data beam down to investigate and find a magical revolving door in an otherwise blank environment. Upon entering, they find themselves in an old Earth-style hotel and casino called Le Royale, where they are cut off from contact with the Enterprise immediately. The away team soon discovers that they are trapped inside the casino, and after making several unsuccessful attempts to leave, they decide to explore the building. They find a desiccated jerky remain of Colonel Stephen Ritchie, a U.S. NASA astronaut, and a pulp novel entitled Hotel Royale. Upon reading Ritchie's logs, they learn that his starship was accidentally contaminated by an unknown race of aliens, then thrown across the galaxy, and he was the only survivor. We don't know who or why. Taking pity on him, the aliens created the Royale for him, thinking the novel's story represented humans' preferences as to ways of living. Whereas Richie found it unbearable thanks to the poor quality of the novel and turned himself to jerky. Weicker, Weicker, which is Riker. That's a, that's a wanking Riker? No, it's Weicker. Riker and Worf's couple name. Uh, Riker, nice. Data, and Worf realize that the plot has been recreated in detail by the aliens and is playing out in front of them and surmise that they might be able to leave if they are scripted to do so. They assume the role of foreign investors described in the novel and taking advantage of Data's ability to precisely manipulate dice at the casino crop tables win enough money to buy out the Royale and then they are able to leave and after some more Star Trek stick they do so and so ends the Royale Oh, this is our first original series episode in the second season. This is like, this is so much a piece of the action that I'm beside myself. I love that they couldn't even commit to 
a novel from the 21st century. They're like, but it's still a 1980s hotel, but gangster? Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was an 80s gangster revival, wasn't there? Cameron, before I before I shit all over this with careless abandon, <laughs> what did you love about this episode? I loved the whimsy, Dan. <laughs> the whimsy? <laughs> I did. The gla- the 80s glamour shot whimsy of it all. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. I also really enjoyed, you know, Riker and Worf and Data hanging out, being on a vacation, trying to do stuff together. Yeah. I enjoy that a lot. Um, I am a sucker for a good gangster flick. This was not one of those, but I am a sucker for that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to say I enjoyed uh, the attempt. <laughs> casino or Goodfellas, this is not. <laughs> it is not. It definitely is not. Um, I also enjoyed seeing the 52 star flag, obviously, since we riffed on it for 20 minutes. Um, And I enjoyed some of the dialogue, actually. I thought that it was fairly well done. But that's about it. How about you, Dan? Did you love anything at all? Anything? I I really liked how long a pan they took on that initial space debris. <laughs> like they really took their sweet ass time being like, can you read that? You bet your it ass they did. It says NASA. <laughs> they wanted to give you enough time to actually count the stars, Dan. I guess. Um, <clears throat> speaking of, if you're not watching Watchmen, that's a great little motif and bit is we got way more than 50 stars on the flag in in that universe it's uh yeah vietnam was our 51st state (laughs) wow anyways amazing um i also i I forgot to mention i love data wearing a cowboy hat (laughs) sure yeah get along little android it's a damn good time it's something i mean was it offensive to the senses? Mildly. <laughs> was it contrived and never made an attempt to really figure out what it was about? Absolutely. Was this a holodeck episode masquerading as anything else? Oh, you bet your ass it was. Could they have taken the same premise and applied it to just about any public domain novel and made a better episode? Oh, of course they could have. But... There was that creepy skeleton. There was. Um, I was really hoping for a black box theater production when they beamed down, and it was just a black room with a revolving door. I was like, yes, they've stumbled upon the planet where all failed college theater productions go. (laughs) (laughs) It's there. Um, It exists. And, uh, you know, the tickets are free. But we do pass around a hat on the planet. Just you know, you can you can donate if you want. Of course. Um, you know, uh, there are some some pretty <laughs> decent fun lines. You're so full of shit. <laughs> I just okay. You know my you know my favorite bit is what what is your favorite, favorite bit, bit this whole episode is data. Uh, either loading the dice or unloading the dice. That was fun. Um, I couldn't decide what she was doing. And his counting cards line 
was fun. The elevator turbo lift joke. Um, my wife watched this episode with me and she worked at a casino and she goes, well, they're learning a very important lesson. Gamblers are assholes. <laughs> oh, she watched this one with you. You've given mm-hmm. her all she... of the shit ones. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how the timing works out. Um, so she is still not a fan of Star Trek, obviously. Yeah. Although she does like the theme song now. <laughs> well, it's really good. <laughs> I, I will tell you my absolute favorite part, but it's it's a quote. Okay, so let's save so it for I'll, quotes I'll, then. I'll I'll save that for quotes. Okay, but just just know that it's even that is unintentionally good. <laughs> well, of course. God damn it! What was I going to say about this? It was funny, and now it's gone. Oh wow! Well. Just like this episode. <laughs> you want to hear some trivia about this episode, Dan? Sure, maybe that'll redeem it. I I mean. <laughs> so this episode was written by Keith Mills. Have you heard of Any Keith Mills before? Any relation to Frank Mills? No. Hmm. No, no. I don't know. I mean, this this little factoid right here means that the writer himself took your side and was not proud because that is the pen name of Tracy Dorme. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He was like, well, uh, you know, you win some. Some end up in a weird casino paradox. Thing. You win some, you lose some. Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> and then make the girl at the craps table real dumb. <laughs> Are you even still the executive consultant? I'm dead at this point. (laughs) (laughs) My wife's the computer now. (laughs) She always was the computer, Dan. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Any any other tidbits? According to the universe, the this particular version of the American, I mean, of the yes, of the American flag with fifty two stars was used from twenty thirty three until twenty seventy nine, which is fun. Uh... Picard says curiouser and curiouser in reference to Alice in Wonderland. And this novel, thank God, is completely fictitious. I looked it up. I was really hoping. (laughs) I was like, if this shit's real, I'm getting Cameron a paperback copy of it for Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Well, I feel bad for Tracy, but you could have... See... Remember in a piece of the action how they had the like book of like gangster culture bullshit mm-hmm. that ended up on that planet? And they're like, this is how society works. Do I? <laughs> a piece of the action. What a colossal fucking wreck of an episode. <laughs> but it also had some of the best moments, especially of Slash, that we had ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spock and Kirk in the car together. Mm. <laughs> Just pull over, Daddy. Um, <laughs> really gets you going, huh? <laughs> oh, so good. I I feel like this is just recycled enough where it's not quite homage. It just feels lazy. <laughs> yeah, no, it it definitely does. Yeah, it's not like. Um, which is weird, you know. They could, if they're gonna pull from things in the past. Do a mirror universe episode, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
which I know they do eventually on other series, but I'm saying for next gen. I know. I know. That's the twist on Picard. Picard <laughs> actually takes place in the mirror universe. <laughs> uh, so they can go full hog with all these canonical hardcore deaths and changes. And then at the very end, they're going to keep it all obscured. And at the very end, you'll realize we've been in the mirror universe the whole time. The and then they'll cut time. to the real Picard and he'll just be drunk at his vineyard. It'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Hardy shows up. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Picard. <laughs> ah, just I, Yaga Klo. Okay, rip it apart for me, Dan. Why? Dandy. Just the whole episode. Why? <laughs> There's no point. Make up your mind. Are we doing explorers from the 21st century? And if so, have them live or start their own colony of people. Like what if, what if, you know, some explorers from the 21st century had gotten thrown wildly off course and somewhere out onto a class M planet and had started up their own little society that remember that remembers and reveres not just Earth, but Amer- 21st century America, and they raised a culture that way. That could have been cool. Oh, an alien captured some space explorers and makes them live out life in their own in their favorite novel or the novel that they had with them. Great. Do something like Moby Dick, Peter Pan, literally anything that actually doesn't suck, like a terrible 80s. And they even they even wrote in several lines saying it's not a good novel. Like they were just apologizing the whole episode for the episode's existence. <laughs> like short of short of Riker turning to the camera and going, "Sorry, guys." If I take my it shirt was, off, will this make it any better? <laughs> it was an apology tour. There was no mystery or redirect. They had tried to do the thing with the bellhop and Mickey D. Mickey D, Cameron. I know. McDonald's had been around for a long time. I know. I know, Daniel. I just, I just, at the, you know, my final note was on this episode, wow, what a colossal waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) This is pointless and cheap. Would it have been better if they'd stripped down and touched each other's nethers, Dan? Always. I mean, that solves most problems. When when Picard said curiouser and curiouser, if he'd said by curiouser and curiouser, that, that would solve a lot of problems too. <laughs> would have gotten slashier, that's for sure. Yeah, right. The people aren't real, but we never decide what they are. Never get to meet the aliens. They reason their way out by assuming the characters. Yep. What? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean... Yeah, I had fun, but it's a shitty episode. I will say when they're when Jordy's doing the atmospheric readings, um, and Riker says, "Doesn't sound like a very nice place to vacation." Doesn't sound like a vacation world. Jordy says, "Not unless you like ammonia tornadoes." And ammonia tornadoes are Doctor Palatsky's second favorite drinks. <laughs> And what pray tell is an ammonia is in an ammonia tornado? An ammonia tornado is gonna have <laughs> two ounces of blue Ciroc Ugh. for color. 
Add two ounces of Everclear. (laughs) Shaken until cloudy and then double strained and garnished with a blueberry. (laughs) Does it have just a float? (laughs) Just a float of wormwood liqueur. (laughs) No, rubbing alcohol, dear. Icy propyl or bust? (laughs) Catherine. (laughs) Oh, it's been a long day. In the next one, I have to have a patient who's also the next of kin. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag my worst nightmare. (laughs) Oh, Pulaski. She's the best. But this episode is terrible. Yes, yes, it is. We've talked so little about it. Yeah, there's a reason, Cameron. <laughs> I enjoy your company more than I detest this 45 minutes of my life that I will never get back. You'll get it back. No. Toward the end. Don't you promise me some eternal salvation pyramid scheme. Like, <laughs> well, I am a card-holding member of the planet, Mormon Church, Daniel. <laughs> but I have to recruit 10 more people to get their own planets, and then they recruit people to get their planets. <laughs> Unless you got in right at the beginning, you're basically in outer darkness. <laughs> They're still trying to get me back. They ever call you or just show up? Are, is your name still on their rosters? Yep. Wow, you better change your name. No, I just have to pretend. Or move somewhere with less Mormons. I just have to be gay. It's fine. Wow, oh, I can help you out with that. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's agree if we're both tragically widowers. (laughs) Oh, man, that would be horrifying. (laughs) I just have a lot of excess since the operation. (laughs) Since which operation, Dan? Ooh, after this, I got to tell you about my actual operation I had on Friday. What? Oh, it was was minor. That's why you haven't heard anything. It wasn't a big deal. Ugh. You think if something bad had happened or major, I'd just be like, oh, by the way, look at my scar. I'm draining pus. <laughs> I mean, a little. Probably. That actually is on brand with me. I'd be like, oh, did I not tell you that my appendix ruptured? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, full septic. It was hilarious. <laughs> I almost died, but, you know, that's pretty weekly now. Yep. Because of the sepsis. <laughs> Quotes? Definitely human. Male. Looks like the poor devil died in his sleep. What a terrible way to die. Oh, Worf. <laughs> wop, 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 Worf. <laughs> That's good. Worf factor four. <laughs> uh, I find it stimulating. Also, it puts things in perspective. In our arrogance... We feel we are so advanced, and yet we cannot unravel a simple knot tied by a part-time French mathematician working alone without a computer. <laughs> that was him in the opening discussing Fermont's theorem. Fermont? Um, I mean... Which that's... had nothing to do with the rest of the episode, but whatever. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. The whole thing was fun, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was very shallow fun. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, shopping. Yeah. At a really bad mall. Mm-hmm. 
where the whole time you're just thinking it's really gone downhill. It's not going to survive much longer. But then it did. It was a dark and stormy night. That's not a promising beginning. It may get better. <laughs> sorry, I forgot I had duty. I'm sorry. Too. You have assigned characters now. That's just that's All just right, how so this can, is going to so go. So to be clear, I'm playing Picard, Deanna, and Pulaski. Pulaski. And your wharf for sure. <laughs> Trump my rourke. My rourke? Rourke. Uh, rourke. Um, and then we switch hit on Riker and Data. <laughs> yeah, we switch hit on Riker and Data. And we take turns being Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> and it's the most fun, Dion. Oh, and I'm sorry. I, I hate to bring it up, but I do I do kind of have the have the market cornered on Guinan. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh no, Guinan is your fourth. That's yeah. No, no. <laughs> I'm a bastard. You're not a bastard. Uh, you want to you want to do you want to do Will's excerpt from Colonel Ritchie? Sure. I write this in the hope that it will someday read be read by human eyes. I can only surmise at this point but apparently our exploratory shuttle was contaminated by an alien life. Sorry, my mouse was hovering and it looked like I've was contaminated by an alien life form, which infected and killed all personnel except myself. I awakened to find myself here at the Royale Hotel, precisely described in the novel I found in my room. And for the last 38 years, I have survived. I have come to understand that the alien contaminators created this place for me out of some sense of guilt, presuming that the novel we had on board the shuttle about the Hotel Royale was in fact a guide to our preferred lifestyle and social habits. Obviously, they thought that this was the world from which I came. I hold no malice toward my benefactors. <laughs> they could not possibly know the hell they have put me through. <laughs> For it was such a badly written book filled with endless cliché and shallow characters. I shall welcome death when it comes. <laughs> I mean, Tracy can Tracy can write some dialogue. That's that's always Oh, true. absolutely. And this is actually word for word my review of uh The Big Bang Theory. So <laughs> You burnt. <laughs> Clap Take much? that, America's number one sitcom, eight years running. <laughs> <laughs> Told you off. <laughs> curiouser and curiouser. Seems to be malfunctioning. <laughs> uh, Worf walks into a, an elevator. I think he gets a turbo lift with the doors don't open on approach. So he does that. It's, <sighs> it's pretty funny. It's mm -hmm. sticky, but I like it. There is a certain degree of random fortune involved. I believe that is why they call it gambling. I don't believe this dialogue. Did humans really talk like that? Not in real life. Remember, everything that's going on down there is taken from that, from what Colonel Ritchie calls a second-rate novel. <laughs> yes. There's a female voice asking if we want room service. I believe she is asking if we want the room cleaned. Tell her no. No. What did she say? She said the kitchen will be open 24 hours a day if we change our minds. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Woo! Woo! One of the best lines. <laughs> 
Jada takes his uh, takes the dice, and he's you know starting his he's right to he's just about to start his winning streak, and he says, "Baby needs a new pair of shoes." <laughs> <laughs> throws the dice. What is this place? How did a being like you get here? Why, this is the Royale, of course. And my personal life is really none of your business, thank you. What he means is, what planet is this? I beg your pardon? This planet. What do you call it? Earth. What do you call it? We call it Theta-8. How charming. (laughs) That's how we're getting out. We're buying this place. Banga! (laughs) Done! (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let me hear your favorite line. So my favorite line is after they first disappear and they can't be seen anymore, there's like a, a shield around the whole of the area they're observing. It's a so up on the Enterprise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh Jordy's saying that, you know, I, I can't I can't see them anymore or whatever, which I'm like, could you before? Um and <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh Picard goes Is penetration possible? And Jordy says, Not sure. I'd like to run this test. <laughs> also known as a pinky finger. <laughs> Oh, I, I should have known. Thank you. I should have Thank known y'all. that was yours. So let me ask you something. Ha- what? Yes. Ask away. <laughs> the last episode that you rated low, you said you wanted to maintain a floor. Are you glad you did yeah, after was... seeing this episode? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I know I'm going to need more floor. I, I've got to make sure I only hit sub-basement this time. <laughs> Okay, sorry. How many what? How many what? How ma- um, how many <laughs> jerky kernels? <laughs> Jer- jerky kernels? Yeah. What? What's a jerky kernel? The the dead oh, guy. Oh, a jerky kernel. Kernel jerky. <laughs> I was like, what's what kernels of jerky? When when were they eating jerky? No, no, C-O, Colonel spelled like colon, Dan. Oh, <laughs> Colonel Colon Powell, I gotcha. <laughs> All right, how many <sighs> Colonel Jerkies would you give this episode? Um, I would give this episode one and a half Colonel Jerkies. <laughs> And I was going to give it a 1.75. So there we go. We reversed. There we go. Just like how we usually do. (laughs) You like it a little bit more than me, and I want to hate it more, but I'm still convinced that Star Trek's out to get me. (laughs) It's going to hurt me, Cameron. It might. I got to leave myself room. I've always got one foot out the door with this fandom. (laughs) Uh, Um, Well, this one is going to be a breeze to edit. (laughs) going to be something anyway we have loved it hated it quoted it and rated it so that just leaves one last thing for me to do and that's to wish you all to not just have a great week but to make it so what the fuck was that keep on trekking (laughs) 
We we have too much fun recording this episode, but I swear to God, I can hear your phone vibrating on the table. Put that shit in your pocket, Cameron. What? <laughs> I heard it go off just now. The mic picked it up. Did it? Really? Put that shit away. Oh yeah. You you bury that phone. <laughs> I'll put it next to my penis. There you go. That way, no matter what, you're having a great time. Oh, I'm sure it was something useless. Definitely wasn't my wife. She takes priority. The opposite of useless. Um. <laughs> A secret weapon production.